announcement that I forgot to make. I need to uh, meet with all of our folks who work in the school, especially if you're a school teacher, immediately following service in the men's Sunday school room. Y'all in trouble. No, you're not. I just need to talk to you for just for a second. We're going to go <clears throat> read about some disturbing events, and what I'm going to share with you is actually happened. This is a historical event. This isn't a fairy tale or uh, you know a, a parable or, or something along that line. These are actual historical events that actually take place, and the people's behavior in this portion of Scripture actually happened. So bear that in mind. There was a great famine, 25th verse, in Samaria, and uh, the uh, uh, army of the Syrians besieged it. Got, you know, and we know what a siege is. They surrounded it. Nothing could go in and out. And they stayed there until a, an ass's head, a donkey's head, was sold for fourscore pieces of silver. Now, why would anybody buy a donkey's head for fourscore 60 pieces of silver? Because they were going to eat it. When's the last time you went to the restaurant and ordered, I like my donkey's head well done. Yeah, I haven't either. And what's worse than that was that the fourth part of a cab, and I, it escaped me now what measurement a cab was. Of, it's not the, the, the measure that is important. It is what occupies the container. A fourth part of a cab of doves dung for five pieces of silver. That's dove's dung. That's dove poop. That is excrement out of the working end of a bird. And I haven't gone to a restaurant and said, hey, how's the dove poop today? I've been to some restaurants where I thought that was dove poop by the time. Anyway, that's another. <laughs> you be all right, Francis. Francis got to get older for himself. I mean, they saw, and, and here, you know, one of the compliments I, for years, about this church, like the Wallace family, when they came, boy, they were just overwhelmed. Not just because we're wonderful people and, and loving, but man, they went out and ate, and every one of them said, "Boy, you got some folks can cook in this church." I said, "Yes, thank you, Jesus." But we don't cook no doves done. Circumstances had gotten people to the point where it affected their behavior. Brother Andy, can I get so hungry that I'll eat a donkey's head? Yes. Can I get so hungry that I'd eat dove poop? Well, that remains to be seen. But we can't, what I've heard, and this is unverified, is that if you miss six meals, after the sixth meal that you miss, we'll put this in the context we can all understand, you will go dumpster diving looking for something to eat. You go, I'll never do that. You say that because you ate this morning. But you miss that sixth meal. You get put in the right circumstances and see what you'll do. Now, it's going to get worse than that. Now, this is one of the grossest verses of Scripture to be found in the Bible, with the exception of Brother Tim Grogan's favorite verse, which has to do with our righteousness being as a filthy rag. But we won't go there. We're going to stay here. I just said that just because I love Tim. Anyway, this is pretty bad, but it gets worse. They're going to eat a donkey's head. They're going to eat dove poop. And, and not only that, they're going to pay for the privilege. Write that down. Verse 26, And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, 
If the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? He said, look, I can't help you. And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give thy son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and did eat him. This actually happened. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son that we may eat him, and she hath hid her son. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes, and he passed by upon the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth, within upon his flesh. Circumstances have brought these people to this behavior. Now we would think there's no way, there's no way that I'm going to offer my child to be boiled and then commit cannibalism and eat them. But that's where these people had gotten to. And we can look at this and say, that's just about the awfulest thing I've ever heard. You know what's awfuler than that? You have one child that was murdered in this circumstance, but in the United States of America, millions of unborn babies are murdered every year, and it does not affect us or gross us out as much as reading these scriptures about what these people came to the point where they were willing to eat and what they were willing to do because of their circumstance. Verse 31, then he said, God do so, and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. He was mad at Elisha, the man of God. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man from before him. <clears throat> but ere the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, See ye how this son of a murderer has sent to take away my head? Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door, and hold him fast at the door, is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. While he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down unto him, and he said, Behold, this evil is of the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Then we go down to the seventh chapter, the first verse. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now that's a miracle. You're talking about folks who are besieged. They're starving, yet the man of God prophesies and said, tomorrow about this time you'll be able to purchase all that you want instead of giving all this silver for a donkey's head and paying for a part of a cab of dove's dung. Tomorrow at this time in the gate of Samaria that Flour and barley are going to be for sale and going to be for sale cheap. Now, this is a circumstance where the people look at it and say, well, I see no, absolutely no hope of that happening at all. And that's what happens to us from time to time. We're in a circumstance where we look at it and we can see no hope of relief, no hope of help, no hope of change whatsoever. It is during these times in the life of a child of God that God Almighty prefers to move. I almost didn't get that prefer out of there. Verse 2. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Watch what you say, especially when you're talking to somebody that's anointed. Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Huh. So Elisha gets this uh, response from this Lord who uh, leaned on the king's hand, or the king leaned on him. There's no way this can happen, and the man of God says it will happen. Verse 3, 
And there were four leprous men. One of them may have been Gehazi. There's some debate over that. At the entering end of the gate, and they said one to another, now they're just, you know, they're eat up with leprosy. Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. They looked at their circumstance and said, look, we're going to die anyway. You know, why not? Why not go to the Syrians? They may take us as captives. They may, you know, bind us up and, and everything. And they may feed us or they may kill us. But if they kill us, we know for sure we're going to die here. We eat up with leprosy and we're starving to death here. We know we're going to die right here. So let's just take a chance. Let's do it. Verse 5. They rose up in twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there, no guard. For the Lord had made the host who? For the Lord. Who did it? For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Rutro, no, they said, Lo, the king of the, that's Jetsons. Y'all watch the Jetsons on Boomer anyway. Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. They, they made an assumption based on what they heard. Wherefore they arose and fled into the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. They besieged the city. And now the Lord has introduced uh, this uh, audio to their ears. And what they hear are, are, is the noise of a great army. They assume that, uh, you know, these guys have been hired to come against them. And they assume that if that's the case, they fix and put a whooping on us. So the best thing we can do is just get out from here. And it's based on nothing but what they've heard. They haven't seen anything. It's all what they've heard. And what they've heard, listen, has come from the Lord. The Lord has done this. He has created fear in their heart and they have left the camp. And these poor old four leprous guys who said, hey, we're going to die anyway, have come to the camp only to find that the camp is deserted. Verse 8. And when these, I'm going somewhere, hanging there with me. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it these are just human people, folks. And came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. They go into a camp. There's treasure in that camp. Now, probably the greatest treasure to them was something to eat and drink. So they go in this tent. It's empty. Hey, there's something to eat. Somebody left their cornbread and buttermilk. I don't eat cornbread and buttermilk, but anyway. How many folks eat cornbread and buttermilk? And I get your tent. Oh, glory to God. You can have mine. They've met their state. Somebody had been to the top of the river and left their catfish. I can do that now. On the table. And we get to eat it. Can you imagine how they just, you know, breathed it down? And they eat it their mouth on the Let's go in that box. What box? That box, they opened it up and there's a bunch of gold. And so, hey, let's get that. So he carried it off and they went and hit it and they went back in another tent. Hey, they left something to eat in here. Well, let's eat it. They were so hungry. Listen, if you've been starving, you throw etiquette out the window. Amen. Eat chicken with your fingers. That's fine. 
I mean, I do anyway. But they went in and they ate it and they're stuffing themselves. And then they see another box. This got treasure in it. So they pick it up and they go and hide it. And then in verse 9, they said one to another, they're sitting there. They're full. They can't eat no more. They've carried off all this treasure. Listen to what they say. We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings. And we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. They're sitting there. They're the only people around there that's had anything to eat. They're full. They're rich. Now take notice of how their circumstance has changed. They was eat up with leprosy, sitting at the gate, starving to death. God sends this audio signal to the ears of the Syrians, and they take out, and then they just use logic. We're going to die here? Let's go see if the Syrians will make us prisoners of war. If they do that, they'll feed us. And if they kill us, hey, we're going to die anyway, only to find that the camp of the Syrians is empty. There's food on the table. There's treasure in the boxes. And their circumstance completely changes because God has moved. Amen. Brother Andy, can God change my circumstance? In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, he can change your circumstance. Praise God. So they say they're sitting around. Well, they use logic again. Hey, we're the only ones that, you know, that, that have benefited from this circumstance. We better not stay here in the morning. If we do, they thought, you know what? If we stay here and don't tell nobody, something bad will happen to us. They were invoking karma. I don't believe in karma, but anyway, they were invoking that. If we do that, something bad will happen to us. Verse 10, so they came and call, called unto the porter of the city. They told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man, but horses tied, and asses tied, and the tents as they were. He called the porters, and they did uh, told it to the king's house within. And the king rose in the night and said to his servants, I will now show you what the Syrians have done to us. They know, they know that we be hungry. Everybody said that, I be hungry. Amen. Therefore they are gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. In other words, the king saying, this is a trap. Them Syrians are, are, are sneaky, and this is a trap. In other words, listen, he does what we do. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. This Bible, beloved, is too good to be true, but it's true anyway. Amen. It's too, you read it, it's too good to be true. Well, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son to save us. It's too good to be true. Salvation is too good to be true. That we can receive, embrace the gift of eternal life. Man, that's too good to be true. Praise God. That's what the king is doing here. This circumstance, what I've been told, is too good to be true. It's bait. It's a trap. Verse 13, one of his servants answered and said, Let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses that remain that we haven't eaten, which are left in the city. Behold, they are as all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Behold, I say, they are even as all the multitude of the Israelites that are consumed, and let us send and see. They took therefore two chariot horses, and the king sent after the host of the Syrians, saying, Go and see. Amen. Remember when the man in the New Testament talking about Jesus said, Come and see. They went after them under Jordan, and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. They ran so quick, they just threw everything that they had picked up away. 
And the messengers returned and told the king. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. Can you imagine what that looked like when all them folks come out of that city and they hit that camp of the Syrians? So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel because there was so much and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Here's my next point. If the Lord says it, you count on it. If the Lord says it, you believe it. The Lord, through the prophet, through the man of God, said this is how the circumstance is going to change. He said tomorrow we're going to eat. Tomorrow flour and barley are going to be plentiful and will be sold cheaply in the gate of Samaria. Tomorrow everything is going to change. But human beings are all from Missouri. You know, show me and I'll believe it. They went after them under Jordan, and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels, which the Syrians cast away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. And the people went out, spoiled the tents of the Syrians, so a measure of flying fire stole for a shekel, and barley, two, uh, two uh, measures for a shekel for barley. The king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate, and the people trod upon him in the gate. He died, as the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. What did he say? And it came to pass as a man of God had spoken to the king, saying two measures of barley for a shekel, measure of fine flour for a shekel, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Syria. And it happened. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Now, behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with your eyes, but shall not eat thereof. And so it fell out to him, for the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died. He got run over. He saw it but he didn't get to partake of it. Why? Because he made fun of the man of God, and worse than that, he made light of the word of the Lord. Now, I've read all this to, to us to bring us to this place. The four leprous men in this account are a type of the church in the Old Testament. They're a type of the church. They went out and said, I'm just going to go ahead and, and go. I'm going, to, I'm going to make an effort. And unbeknownst to them, the Lord is going to bless the effort that they make. But they, when they get there and they eat and they're all full and they got all this treasure and everything, they look at each other and say, you know what? If we don't go tell, something bad will happen to us. It's where we are, beloved. That world is messed up. That world is besieged by the devil and by sin, and is in a sorry state. And if you don't believe it, just go to Walmart and watch people go in and out the door. And he says, Brother Andy, you say that. I'm not being judgmental or looking down my nose at anybody. What I am saying is that it is painfully obvious that we live in a society of folks who are just quite frankly messed up. Messed up. I mean, it amazes me what people spend their money on, you know. You could have this when you could have something else. It disturbs me when I see how children are treated by their parents. Now, you've heard me preach from this pulpit for years that we discipline our children. If your child disobeys, you discipline that child. You don't abuse that child, but you discipline that child. Brother Andy, are you saying that you believe in giving kids a whipping? If you disobey, I believe in giving kids a whipping. I don't believe in abusing them. Taylor's going, yeah. Like Taylor never got one. 
Kaylor never got one, did you? <laughs> but we do that. We believe we see the state of humanity that surrounds us, and yet we are as the four leprous men. We don't have leprosy, but we're eating in the camp of the Syrians. Gone been good to anybody in this house? Amen. Brother Marvin share that testimony with us. You need to go to the ER, Dad. Need to go to the ER, Marvin. So take me to the ER. Which one? I want to go to the Pentecostal ER. Take me to the house of God. Woo! Take me to the altar. Let me lift my hands toward heaven and pray. Amen. And see what happens. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are like those four leprous men. We eat. We dine sumptuously. We are fed. Our cup is filled to overflowing. We don't live by the same rules that world lives by. I'm not saying we don't have challenges. I'm not saying there's not stuff we don't have to deal with, but praise God, we don't have to deal with what that world has to deal with. Amen. And unlike that world that is lost, there is one who has promised to go with us all the way. And as Brother Gene Smith would say, take us to the house. Praise God. In a world where there is no hope, we are the children of God. Boy, I'm glad that may be the whole reason why that happened to you, Brother Marvin, so I can stand up here and holler about it this morning. We're the children of God. We have a hope. They have no altar. We have an altar. They have access to, no access to God. We have access to God in the name of Jesus. Woo! They have no promise. We have a book that is full of the word of the Lord, and every promise applies to us, Old Testament and New Testament. We're the children of God. The blessings of Abraham have been bestowed upon us. And in addition to that, we have been made the beneficiaries of a better covenant that is based on better promises. Beloved, I'm telling you, we got it made. The worst they can do is kill us, but if they do, we're going to heaven. Praise God. And it is wrong for us to keep it to ourselves. Acts 1 and 8, Pentecostal church, we all know this by heart. Jesus said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We are his witnesses. Amen. We possess the living evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We've got what nobody else on this planet has got. Amen. The good Holy Ghost. Everything else is false religion. And I pity him. I feel sorry. Brother Moses comes. He talks about the millions of Hindu gods in India. But none of them are his. High-caste Hindu, man, he could take advantage of what them poor folks believe over there, but he doesn't. He chose Jesus instead. Amen. If you take the, the uh, bypass going around Chickamauga Battlefield into uh, Fort Oglethorpe, you'll see that house up there on the left on that hill. Anybody ever seen that? That's a Buddhist temple. Them people, I don't know what all they do. They, they do little symbols and ching and chant and all this other junk to some cat that's dead and in the grave. He's dead and in the grave. 
These other people upon whom these false religions are based are dead and in the grave. You know where Muhammad is today? What remains of him is in the grave. What dust remains is in the grave. And I could go down the list. They're in the grave. You know who's not in the grave? Jesus Christ is not in the grave. Praise God. How can you have such brass gall to get in front of, of somebody? I mean, we're supposed to let live and let live and let these folks believe what they want to. Hey, we are the four lepers men in the tent of the Syrians. We got it made, folks. You may say, Brother Andy, I don't feel like I got it made. If you're a child of God and the Spirit of the Lord abides within you, you've got it made. Amen. Why? Because the day is coming, and it just might be today that the trumpet sounds and the Savior steps forth and the dead in Christ shall rise, and in a moment, in a twinkling of eye, faster than you can blink, those of us who are alive and remain, poof, will be gone. We will receive a glorified body. Hallelujah. And we will see him as he is. <laughs> Brother Andy, why should you be so confident? Because I believe what the word of God says about Jesus. Amen. I believe he is who the Bible says he is. And I believe he looks like the Bible says he looks. Praise God. Not the weary rabbi from Nazareth walking with these guys walking behind him. Not the man on the cross whose body has been ripped to shreds. Not even the one in the transitory form between the resurrection and his glorification. Not even the one who met with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Not only the one who appeared before the eleven in the room. Just all, He's just there. I'm talking about the Jesus of Revelation whose hair is white, whose eyes are a flame of fire, who is a holy warrior, king, son of almighty God, who I'm talking about. <laughs> Woo! I'm talking about the Jesus that is going to come back for us and seven years later he's going to come back and touch his foot on a Mount of Olives and going to split it in half. He's going to walk through that eastern gate that they put a Muslim cemetery in front of the eastern gate. The eastern gate shut up. Oh, you, you want to disprove the Bible? Go through the gate. Last time that was tried, the guy died the night before he was going to do it. So the Muslims put a cemetery out in front of him. You know why? To prevent the king of the Jews from entering the city. But the truth of the matter is this. Jesus done been to the graveyard and whooped that. That, that's, that's not going to keep him out. His glory is going to blow a hole through that wall. He's going to walk right in, go right into that temple that's been rebuilt. He's going to sit right in that chair, and he is going to rule and reign with a rod of iron for a thousand years, and we get to reign with him. And when that thousand years has ended, we're all going back to Jerusalem. Enemy's going to be let out for a while. He's going to deceive some folks. There's going to be a very short battle. God the Father is going to see to this. Send fire down from heaven and do that quickly. And then the clouds are going to be rolled back and hell is going to empty itself. There's going to be a great white throne judgment. And sin is going to the lake of fire. But the children of God have a place in an eternal kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How good is this? I mean, you see folks in, in, our, in our world and they're just suffering, man. They're suffering. They, 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 are, they are absolutely 
frustrated with their life, with who they are and how they live. And they're going down every road that Madison Avenue advertises on the TV to try and get some help. But there's no help to be found. You know why? Because the only help is Jesus. He's it. And there is no other. Praise the name of the Lord. So what are we going to do? We're sitting in the tents of the Syrians. We were them poor people in Samaria, but we're not anymore. That's where we used to live. We don't live there anymore. We used to be starving to death spiritually, but we're not anymore. Praise God. We used to do without, but we don't anymore. We used to be a people who had no hope, just like the rest of them out there, but we're not anymore. Praise God for what the Lord has done for us. There is a responsibility that goes along with that to tell them. When Richie goes in those prisons, that's as bad as it gets. You got one child of God walking to a place where there are more demonic spirits and Carter's got little liver pills. And they'd kill him if they could, but they can't. Because you know why? When they rush to do something, all of a sudden they are smacked in the face by the shed blood of Jesus Christ over which they cannot cross. Ah! Woo! You mean to, you mean to tell us that, that, that it, we have got it so good that we can besiege the gate of the enemy? Well, let's see. What did Jesus say in response to Peter? He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, gates are stationary objects. The gates of hell do not come against us. We go against the gates of hell. Amen. We're not in a defensive mode. We're in an offensive mode. We walk, we live in the power of the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of Almighty God. We are filled with the Spirit of Almighty God. Hallelujah. The worst thing they can do is kill us and send us to heaven. Because once we lose our fear of dying, you hear me. The devil can't do nothing with us. Can we make a difference? Yes. We have been commissioned to make a difference. And we come to this point, and I said, Lord, because I always think about the altar service. Lord, how you want the altar service? Well, I didn't know how until just a little while ago, right before I come behind the pulpit. This is the church. Now, we don't say this from be haughty. We say this, we say this being thankful. This could be your day. We believe, as Jesus said, that with God Almighty, all things are possible. So erase from your mind something that is impossible for God. All things are possible with him, and with him nothing shall be impossible. So we've got that taken care of. How many folks in this house, I'm just going to do a quick poll. How many folks in this house, you believe what the Word of God says when Jesus said that with God all things are possible. Raise your hand. All right. Let's make an effort that God can bless. Stand to your feet all over the house. We're going to do this a little different. I got a bunch of folks on a prayer request list up here that have just been added today. 